Many of you have heard of the brand Patagonia. It's a good brand for hiking and what have you. And the, uh, the founder of Patagonia, his name is Ivan Schwinard. He's talking about, you know, the adventure of climbing mountains and the challenge and what that entails, what that involves. And so he talks about, in an interview, climbing Mount Everest. And so I want to read to you what he said, uh, which I find very interesting. He said, taking a trip for six months, you have to get into the rhythm of it. It feels like you can go on forever preparing. Climbing Mount Everest is the ultimate. But you get these high-powered plastic surgeons and CEOs They pay $80,000 and have Sherpas and put ladders in place and 80,000 feet of fixed ropes. And you get to the camp and you don't even have to lay out your sleeping bag. It's already laid out with a chocolate mint on the top. The whole purpose of planning something like Everest is to affect some sort of spiritual and physical gain. And if you compromise the process, excuse me for saying this, you're a jerk when you start, and you're a jerk when you get back. So you kind of ruined the whole point. He didn't say the word jerk, by the way. <laughs> I used a nicer word than what he said. But the desire of James and John was to get to the end goal without going through the process. They wanted to compromise the process. And at first glance, I mean, when I read this gospel, I don't see it as a bad desire, to be straight up with you. To ask to be at the left and right of Jesus is, a, is the greatest thing you can ask for. I mean, well, who wouldn't want that? I don't think it was the desire in and of itself that was the issue, but it was, it was uh, what was, was happening was told in the context. What happened? Two things. Two responses took place. The ten got upset. The ten disciples got upset at them. It says they were indignant at the two brothers. Indignant means I'm annoyed at something unfair. That's what indignant means. And then the other response we see is Jesus is who told them, you better humble yourselves. You need to, you need to rec- check yourselves. Because no, you don't know what you're asking. You can't, first off, can you even drink the cup? Do you know what this involves? And second, um, you've got to be a servant. You've got to be a slave if you want to be great. And so it seems like there's some unhealthy ambition. It was an improper desire, right? That was in the intention of what the request was. And so I feel like this is a great gospel that comes in the middle of Lent for us uh, to challenge us in our desires and where we're at and where we're going and what's going on in the heart. The Lord sets the tone on how life looks. If you want to get the glory, if you want to get the, 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 the great result, what does he start? The gospel starts with one thing. Matthew chapter 20 the thing that it starts with, it's the third time that it's mentioned. So it's an important point. And it's that the Son of Man is going to be going to Jerusalem and he's going to be handed over to the chief priests and scribes and they're going to hand him over to the Gentiles and condemn him. He's going to be mocked, scourged, and crucified. And then he's going to raise in the third day. We forget that part. We want to get the, the results without the effort. Many people who kind of like fast intensely for a couple of days to lose weight and they gain it right back. They don't want to go through the boring process of self-discipline and effort of constant exercise and regulation, right? They want to 
fast result, they, they lose it fast. And so the Lord sets the tone for us. If you want to have a change, we've got to confront, honestly, the pride and the poor desires and the poor intentions that are within us, or we're going to be a jerk when we started, or we're going to be a jerk when it's finished. <laughs> Nothing is going to change. You'll have wasted your Lent. And I want to ask you now, are you wasting your Lent? Are you taking it seriously? Are you just gliding along the motions? Or is there actual conversion taking place? Is there a change that's taking place? The change should look like a battle, like the Old Testament reading from Joshua. There was a battle. They captured Jericho. But that battle was an arduous, intentional process of marching around the city for six days and on the seventh day, marching seven times and following all these specific instructions. Conversion is tough, brothers and sisters. You might say that your desire is good, not like James and John. You might say that. But many of us, we say that when we go to confession, we're going to change. And we go right back. We're like St. Paul. He says, where, where grace lies ahead, you know, near us, and we want to sin. Why do I want to sin? I know I shouldn't be sinning. Why do I do it? He's debating with himself. Even St. Paul struggled with this in Romans. It's such a fascinating reading. You know, there's like no conclusion to that debate. He just says, who shall deliver me from this wretched body of death? But thanks be to God through Christ Jesus. It's a tough journey. It's a, it's a hard conf- confronting of the self. And what I'll offer to us here uh, is to re-examine our expectations from God and to re-examine what, what we want, what we really want out of our relationship with Him for the end goal. During this Lent, I want you to try to be really intentional about what you're sacrificing. This, this Saturday, I'm doing something uh, along with 39 other people that I've never done before. Some of you have maybe done this. Uh, but and maybe you've heard about that we're doing this. We're going on a mission trip. St. Thomas is, is so, I'm so happy. We are uh, promoting a mission trip. I've never seen something like this done in our diocese, which is not okay. One of the faithful parishioners came to me and said, Father, can we do this? And through their prompting, now we have a mission trip. We're going to be going to Peru. We're going to be going to a simple area. And I'll tell you something. I have nothing to hide. I have an urge to want to upgrade my seat on the plane. I have that. I'm not going to do it, but I have it. What is, what's going on here? Like You want to go and serve people. You want to go and get your hands dirty and get in the mud and take on what they're doing, but you got to go in an upgraded seat. You know what I mean? So what's going on within us? I'm talking about me. I'm a hypocrite, you know? Lent is about getting dirty, getting your hands dirty. Spiritually, it's about journeying the cross, journeying to Jerusalem with Jesus, and to, to carrying our cross. I really want you to look within your hearts. The more that we humble ourselves intentionally and don't have, you know, the greatest luxuries all the time, the more we're like the servants and the slaves that Jesus called us to imitate himself, the more that we're going to get the glory at the end. 
So I just challenge you to really look within your hearts to see where is true conversion. Is there true conversion or not? Don't compromise the process. The faith journey is not exciting. It's boring. (laughs) Sometimes you just have to do your prayers, get up, sacrifice, whatever. It's not exciting all the time. It's it's an effort. But there's something good about it. Um, You don't want to compromise this process. And so we'll just look within ourselves and be honest where we're at and how we're, how we're living out this Lent uh, so that we don't make ourselves look like fools like James and John, uh, but rather we are transformed to the Lord and his journey. Amen.